0: Developing Tomorrow's Leaders is a podcast that is all about educating, supporting, and inspiring the next generation of leaders. Your host, Coach T, has over 35 years' experience of educating, supporting, inspiring, and enhancing the lives of many young men and women.
1: Welcome to Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. I am your host, Antoine Thompson, or Coach T. And unfortunately, I don't have an introduction for our speaker today because I am the speaker today. I have no guest. I'm, I'm the host and the guest today. And the recent being, I have a topic that I wanted to share with you that I think is really important. And I'm titling this episode, Teens. Why the wrath of attitude and the lack of gratitude? There's a narrative uh, that's going around or has been for years, actually, regarding this next generation of leaders and how disconnected they are, how unappreciative they are, and so on and so forth. And as I mentioned before, it begs the question, why? And the other question is, why aren't we addressing it more aggressively to shift the narrative in a more positive light? We want these young people to be successful. We want them to um, be who they want to be. And yes, they think differently than we do. And rightfully so. We didn't grow up in their generation. You know, I've been humbled by some of the conversations I've had with the kids that I work with. You know, we talk about uh, things that they like and I talk about things that I used to like and they kind of look at me kind of funny. But it was also a wake up call that I have to shift my mindset and thought some because in order to connect with them, I have to connect with what makes them go, what makes them tick. But that doesn't mean I can't teach them as well about some of the values, morals, and experiences that I've had in the past that would also help them in their lives, not just now, but in the future as well. So having said all that, I wanted to start off this by sharing uh, the results of a study that were done a few years ago at Hofstra University by a professor there, Jeffrey Froh. He ran this study to see how he could increase the gratitude and unselfish behavior in his college students. And what he had them do was to list items and events that they appreciated in their lives. And prior to that, many of them hadn't really given it much thought or realized what they did appreciate. Well, the results of these were very positive. Um, Said that most students reported an increase in happiness and overall gratefulness. So like, okay, great. Well, he decided to repeat the study with a group of middle school and high school students. And surprisingly, he was disappointed to find out that the results were less than satisfactory. He stated that the teens did not seem appreciative of what they had and their happiness didn't really increase like it had with the college students. And that leads to us focusing on the first Part, and that's attitude. And I want to start just by giving the definition of attitude attitude, a manner of thinking, feeling, or behaving that reflects a state of mind or a disposition. So, when we talk about preteens and teens, well, there are classic things that they do that exhibit attitude, the classic eye rolls the angry outbursts, sarcastic responses, the loud and long sighs being given the cold shoulder. And of course, those with the short hot tempers. We've all seen it. You know, we've all had it when we are growing up, right? But it's how it's dealt with. That's to me is what's important, how it's dealt with. Um, some of the reasons, obviously, there are always reasons for some of the behavior. Number one, we know it's developmental because we know young people, are, they're still, their brains are still developing, so they're going through that that part of their lives, So, right? They're trying to I, find out their identity, who they are. They're displaying some independence. You know, they don't want to be controlled so much, so they're, t- and just like with toddlers, you know, they're always testing their boundaries. Well, with preteens and teens, it's no different. They're always going to test those boundaries until, um they can't go any farther, right? For me, as a coach and a mentor, and all my years, I've witnessed it with kids and their parents. And I, in many times, I've had to bite my tongue. I'm like, "Whoa, I would never get away with that kind of behavior, regardless of where I was in my developmental stage." There are certain things I just knew what could be done and what couldn't be done. There is a lot of leeway being given to preteens and teens as they grow. You see so many stories about kids lashing out their parents in stores and embarrassing their parents. And the parents are trying to negotiate with their kids. Well, this is enabling that kind of behavior. You have to make a decision. If you want to stop, you have to put a stop to it. Now, going back to me witnessing it, I also get the opportunity. I see these kids, how to interact with their kids, with their parents. Well, now they're coming to my environment where I teach, and where I coach, and where I mentor. It's a different environment. Number one, I don't tolerate that. Number two, they know I don't tolerate it. And number three, if it happens, I use that as a teaching point. I've had kids to come in and I know that they disrespect their parents and I ask questions. And the the most poignant question I ask is, if you will show me the same amount of respect and don't give me attitude, but you in the flip of a switch, you'll do the exact opposite to your parents in front of me. What does that say about your level of respect for your parents versus your level of respect for me? Now the second part of that, I reason I bring that up. This is a, a wake-up call to parents. What are you allowing to happen? What are you willing to put a stop to? And that's, that's your challenge. No, I'm sure it's not easy. No, I don't have kids of my own, but I love the kids I work with like they're my own, and I treat them as though they're my own. I'm very honest with them, and that's the one thing they know about me. I will tell them what they need to know and not what they want to know. So I wanted to in this particular part of the conversation with an experience that i had with a young man several years ago about four years ago he had been coming to see me taking basketball lessons very aggressive young man just go get it type attitude and his father would bring him for his lessons and his father would sit and watch i always allow parents to sit and watch so they can see how i coach and so they can understand how I connect with the kids, how I interact with them. But I noticed the son would always, always snap at his father whenever his father would say something. And it typically, it was reinforcing what I had said. It was okay for me to say it, but if the father just re- repeated it, it was a problem for the son. So this went on for about two or three sessions and I'm really biting my tongue, really biting my tongue. It was kind of like, it's not my son, not my son, but he's in my environment, but he's not being disrespectful to me, per se, but just to his father. So I have a dilemma here. I consider myself a coach and a mentor and I'm supposed to be teaching kids what they're supposed to do. Well, the following week, he came for a lesson. and His father came and his father had received, got a phone call, had to step outside the gym. And then when he did, I took that opportunity. I jumped at the opportunity. And I asked him point blank I said let me ask you a question if something happened to your father tomorrow and he wasn't here would you feel bad about the way you talk to him and the young man kind of looked at me like what are you talking about I'm like answer the question would you would you feel bad about the way you talk to him and he took a deep breath and he goes yeah I said yeah well guess what you have an advantage that I don't Number one, my father's not here. I would give anything to have another minute with my father, another second with my father. Your father's sacrificing to bring you here every week. If I'm not mistaken, driving almost an hour, one way to bring you here. And the lack of appreciation that you show is unacceptable. So this is how it's going to work moving forward. You will not talk to your father in my presence anyway like that again. And number two, when you leave here today, you're going to apologize for him, to him for how you've spoken to him today. I don't care about the past, but moving forward today. Well, father comes in to finish the lesson. No, no incidences or anything like that. The next week, um, the father comes in by himself. And I'm like, OK, where's your son? And he says, uh, before he comes in, I wanted to talk to you for a minute. I'm like, oh, I may have overstepped my bounds here, snapping his son about how to talk to his father. Father wanted to thank me because he said, I'm not sure what you said, but um, his son apologized to him for how he would spoken to him. And he was appreciative of him, bringing him every week and paying for him to have lessons and so forth. And I was like, oh, my pleasure. I mean, to me, it was no big deal because. After I talked to him, it was done. I was not even going to bring it up anymore because I had said my piece. He knew where I stood. And I was one of those, I'm a coach where once I say it, I'm, I'm done with it. You either take the advice or you don't. So that was an example of how you can address situations like that. Boundaries. Let them know. Enough's enough. Enough is enough. And that was a great experience. And the young man continued to come and no issues or anything like that. And he worked on his anger. He has some anger issues. And so that was just one of those experiences where I think it can be done. This example of how it could be done. Now I'd like to shift to gratitude. And we'll start off again with the definition of gratitude, the state or quality of being grateful or thankful a warm and friendly feeling in response to a favor or favors received thankfulness. Hmm. Lack of gratitude in teams also stems from their need to be individuals. They don't feel so they always have to say thank you because I'm me. I'm doing me. I want to be on my own part of growing up respected, but at the same time show interest. When it happens too often, you have to step in, show a little gratitude, not over the top, but be thankful for something. Remember, you're providing food, shelter, transportation, education, opportunities for education, everything. There has to be some sense of gratitude for that. The most basic things in life should be appreciated and be grateful for. And that's something that kids can be taught early on. I'll share a story about gratitude. I've worked with a lot of kids over the years. And when I first started coaching, 1985 to today, I have more kids that I coached almost 30 years ago that show more gratitude than the kids I see week to week. Now, there are a a handful that will not miss an opportunity after a session, after a group session, individual session, They'll be leaving. They'll turn and come back and say, thank you, coach. I appreciate it, coach. I'm like, I love that. You know what that means? That's being taught at home. That's being taught at home. I love that. But now I've worked with kids for, I mean, weeks, 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 years, in row two, three, and at the conclusion of our time, not one thank you. And not just from the kids, from the parents, not even a thank you for the parents. They just, boof, disappear. Now, initially, yes, I take it personally. I'm Like I'm, I invested a lot of time to teach. And apparently I didn't teach anything. I didn't teach the gratitude like I thought. But it also begs the question, what, what more can I do to get the message across? Maybe shift some of my focus with the parents. Say, hey, listen, this is what your kids are missing. Just want to let you know. I can tell you teams I coach, there's a high level of gratitude at every practice, every drill that's done. Guys are acknowledging, being grateful for the opportunity. It's what I teach. And it's something that the kids carry on. Now, this last story I share with you is one of the few but exceptional stories about gratitude. And this has happened two years ago. And I'm still in contact with the young lady. And when I tell you a story, you'll understand why it's so important and how great gratitude can be. Worked with this young lady for t- about two years, two and a half years, about every week, every other week. Watched her improve. We had the best relationship. We laughed. We joked. I have some outtakes. Some, some of her workouts that I posted on social media. We had so much fun. I couldn't resist. And she loved it. Build a great relationship. We came to a point where she lost the love for the game. And love for the game because of the dynamics and the chemistry on her high school team where she was going to be playing. She goes, They just I've just lost the love for it. They've taken the, the fun out of it. I said, Well, if it's not fun, why are you doing it? She goes, I know, I know. I'll think about it. And you know, a couple weeks later i get this long 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 text i don't think i've ever gotten a text texas long i was like wow i thought it was a book but the text started coach t just wanted to let you know that i've decided not to continue playing basketball i wasn't surprised i knew she, her heart wasn't in it but she let me know that but it's what came after that got me got touched me to to my core in my heart she went on to explain how grateful and appreciative she was of the time that I had taken to not only teach her the game, but to teach her how to become a better person, a better person. And I'm like, wow, this is what makes it worth it. So after she, I read this and I I reply back to her, said, thank you so much for letting me know. And I truly appreciate the kind words. Um, I'm just thankful that I was able to help you in any way that I could. Next uh, sports season that came up was golf in the spring. And I get a text and she says, Coach T, will you come watch me play golf? Because she had taken up golf and pretty darn good. She was a natural. She goes, will you come watch me play golf? Now, I'm here to tell you, Coach T's played one round of golf in his life, and it took me about two days to play that round. So, needless to say, I'm, I'm not an avid golfer, and I'm not a golf fan, but for her, I was her biggest fan. So I drove out to watch her play. We got a couple pictures of why she played well. But she knew I would support her no matter what she did, right? I'm a basketball coach. She gave up basketball. But we built a relationship that she knew whatever she did, I would support. And guess what? Last week, it's her senior year, by the way, I got a text. It was her golf schedule. She didn't ask about come. She just sent it to me. You know why? She knows I'm going to be there. Because that's what you do. You support. Regardless. But it's the gratitude that she showed. Best example I could ever give about gratitude. And I wish more kids would understand that. And you can share that story with anybody that you want. So in closing, I just want to ask two questions. As a parent, as a coach, as an educator, as a business owner who employs teenagers, are you displaying the right attitude for the kids to learn? Second question, are you showing the gratitude that you want them to learn? You know, there's a talk about praise, the actions that you want the kids to repeat. Tell the kids, repeat the actions you want to be praised for. That has to go hand in hand. It has to go hand in hand. I know it seemed like it was kind of a soapbox, but it wasn't. I hope you understood what the message was here about attitude and gratitude. We can shift that. Takes work, takes Commitment. And it will take time. We all get caught up in our lives and sometimes we forget the most basic human needs. Kindness, love, appreciation, and empathy. And just a reminder, remember how it feels to be appreciated, loved, and cared about. That's what we need to do for these young people. And as the saying goes, kindness is contagious. I'm Coach T. Here to educate, support, and inspire the next generation of leaders. Until next
0: episode, take care. Coach T's new book, The Ultimate Guide to Success for Preteens and Teens, is the perfect resource for preteen and teen personal growth and development skills. It breaks down in detail his SEA of Success program and its applications in 10 key development areas. The program applies Coach T's three key components, simplicity, effort, and attitude. It includes some of his success stories, as well as former and current student testimonials. Order your copy today on Amazon, available in paperback and hardback.